Welcome to the Resilience Unlimited show, your go-to podcast for empowerment and growth. I'm Coach Dr. Lauren, founder of Resilience Unlimited, inviting you to join our transformative journey each week. This space is specially crafted for high-achieving women, specifically women of color, where we can feel seen, heard, and part of a thriving community. This podcast is your compass for emotional regulation, understanding your purpose, and living unapologetically authentic. Ready to invest in yourself? All right. Episode 12, So Grow and Thrive. This is actually a really exciting um, topic. I love talking about this because this is a new journey that I'm in or on, I should say, in terms of how a garden can be a metaphor for your life. So if you are new here, welcome. I am Dr. Lauren, Coach Dr. Lauren, and um, I drop episodes every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern. So if this episode resonates with you, please be sure to subscribe to wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Or if you are on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you will get notifications of new videos that drop every Tuesday. Um, I am always a proponent of if you want to get to know me a little bit better, definitely watch the um, vodcasts, if you will, because you really get a sense of who I am with my facial expressions, and my hand gestures, all of that good stuff. So um, I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited to delve into this topic because I think this is something that so many of us current clients, um, people, women, anybody really can resonate with, but I am speaking to you as a woman of color who I know we are always in survival mode and we don't always put ourselves first. And I think it's just really critical for us to really be intentional about what it is we want to see later on in our lives. So maybe that's your legacy. Maybe it is um, financial freedom. Maybe it is better health, whatever it is, not saying you can't have all of that. You have to be very intentional. So Let's open up with my opening question. And this one really is going to get us to think deeply about what it is we're currently doing and how we can get to where we want to be. So are you nurturing the seeds of your dreams or allowing the weeds of doubt to overshadow your life's garden? The reason I'm choosing gardening is because I have actually taken a liking to gardening within the last probably year and a half. I've been gardening since really the pandemic started, but I would never consider myself a gardener because I did, definitely did not have that green thumb. And as we all know, once we were in lockdown, people were trying to find things to do. And I thought it was fascinating that there were so many people at the nurseries just buying plants and vegetables and fruit because there was really nothing to do. And when you're confined in the four walls of your house, you want to get out, you want to experience life. So I grew up with a grandmother who gardened all the time. She had a beautiful garden when she owned her home. Um, I remember seeing pictures of when she built the home versus the 20 years, over the 20 years of her living there with my grandfather. They really nurtured this backyard. And growing up, I didn't 
I didn't think anything of it. I'm just like, oh, it's, you know, my grandmother's house. Oh yeah, these pretty flowers. But like the amount of time, effort and energy that she and my grandfather put into that really showed in the beauty of the garden. Think of like a botanical garden. You have to water, tend, care for all of these things. So in 2020, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go get some stuff. I'm going to go plant them and put them out front. And I remember um, I probably gardened for like six or seven hours that first day to plan everything because I didn't know what I was doing. And I, you know, I was committed to watering and like a week, two weeks went by. I mean, these plants were dying and I'm like, what, what's going on here? You know, like I thought, I thought these plants were going to be beautiful. Of course I was naive to think that, you know, I'm supposed to tend to these every day. I was like, yeah, you know, it'll rain, you know, they'll get water. (laughs) Yeah. Not cool. So of course everything died next spring, 2021. I decided to try again. Um, I didn't want to give up on it. Okay. So what I did was I said, all right, I'm going to ask my grandmother for help. So she was trying to give me the lingo, you know, the perennials, the annuals. I'm like, I can't commit all of this to my brain. You're the green thumb. Can you just do it with me? So she was teaching me you know, what to do. And that, that's what really, when I realized like all of the hard work she and my grandfather put in, because she's like, got to weed first. We have to get the soil nice. We have to make sure we're planting it in a place where we want to see this later on. And how will this look placement wise with the flower? I mean, it was just so much involved. And so I was really committed at this point because I was being taught how to do it, but then things started dying. And then I was, because I just didn't have the knowledge, I was like, okay, well, this sucks. I gave this three weeks, now it's dying. So you know what I would do? I would actually take the plants, I'd pull them out and throw them away. Or if it was a hanging plant, I would just throw it away. I'm like, oh, well, it's dying. And I don't, I gave that a try, you know, still failed. And so of course I'm, I'm taking this like negative Nancy mindset about gardening. Cause I'm like, well, I suck at this. And clearly I don't know what I'm doing. So why should I try? And then this is when my grandmother told me about pruning. And she's like, you, you know, it might look like it's dead, but some plants are finicky. Some plants, you know, need a little bit more sun. Maybe it's getting too much sun. Maybe it's not getting enough water. So at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like a child. You know, it, it needs the nurturing. It needs the understanding of what environment it needs to be in to th- grow and thrive. So the following year, I expanded, you know, this this idea of gardening because I didn't want to give up on it. I was still frustrated, but I was like, I don't want to give up on it. And I started planting um, vegetables. So I had some tomatoes, uh, some oregano, thyme, rosemary. And that year I, I did plant an eggplant. I got one eggplant that whole summer. I think I got like two or three tomatoes, a little bit of oregano. And I did um, plant some mint and that came back to bite me in the ass because that just invaded everything. But like, I didn't really know what I was doing. And I'm like, I wanted several eggplant. I wanted several tomatoes. Like I wanted tons of oregano and thyme and all of that. So last year, so this is now four years in was the year of abundance. So I was committed. I, I had my younger daughter come with me. I said, we are going to tend to this garden. We're going to, we're going to Make sure that we pull out all of the old stuff from last season. We're going to plant new things. And so she picked out cucumbers, burpless cucumbers. Um, I can't remember what the tomatoes were called. We planted grapes. We planted eggplant. We planted peppers. Um, We had a whole assortment 
And let me tell you, this is where the abundance happened. And it was amazing to see that every time I would go outside, I would talk to my plants. I would tell them, Hey, you know, you're going beautifully. And what do you need today? And, you know, I know I sound crazy, but I mean, I really was determined to have the fruits of my labor literally grow. So I had abundance. And so it probably wasn't until about six weeks in, I started seeing cucumbers. Cucumbers were popping up and I would pull them. And then my family loved them. I I was giving them away to my parents, to my grandmother. I was really proud showing my grandmother all of this, this amazingness that I grew. And then I started getting worried and I was like, well, I don't know if I have enough cucumbers. I keep giving them away. You know, like obviously it takes a while for things to grow, but maybe I should just, you know, stop. I had this scarcity mindset. And every time I went out to this garden, more was growing. I would lift up vines. There'd be more cucumbers. And if there, if it wasn't ready to be picked, I could see it growing. There would be tons of tomatoes ready to be picked. Some of them were a little green, but you can always pick them off the vine and put them on the counter and they'll ripen. I had tons of peppers. Um, I think I got three or four eggplant last year. It was amazing. And I really view that as what was I doing in my life to put in the time and effort to care for, to tend, to put love and energy, to be able to see the end result and not know where I was going with this? What was going on with me? And I think that was when I had this aha moment of the year before and the year before that and the year before that, I was just doing it just to do it. I was like, yeah, yeah, check off my list. I gardened. Oh, okay. Everything died. I suck at this. You know, okay, fine. I'll try again. No, fine. I'll I'll try again. I'll put the plants up. I'll plant them in. Now they're dying again. Oh, I got a prune. I don't even know what this is. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to let it die. I wasn't really putting in the work because I, it didn't, it wasn't something that I saw value in. But then once I was really dedicated to understanding the process, to really seeing how I could sow and then I could watch it grow and then the garden was thriving. And I was actually kind of really sad when the season, you know, it started to get cold because I was like, oh, I loved going out there, just picking all of the goodness that was out there. And so I tell you that story because this is the garden of life. And I really want to give you 13 practical tips as to how you can really use the garden as a metaphor for your life to really reshape your mindset to become more resilient. Okay. So when you think of these, I'm going to give you the garden analogy and then I'm going to give you the life analogy. And I want you to really be considering how are these things that you can implement in your life. If you're already doing it, great. Keep at it. If you're not, try to find a way to incorporate this because it will make a drastic difference. And this can be in all aspects. Maybe you're really working on your money mindset. Maybe you're really working on losing weight. Maybe you're really working on building a business. Whatever it is, this can be applied in all aspects. And I just truly believe if we put in the work, the true work, not cutting corners because that's what I was doing a few years ago, bopping it in thinking, you know, whenever it rained, it would be good and we'd be great. No, you have to put in the legwork. So let's delve into these 13 tips. So the first one is the preparation. So in a garden, you have to begin with the proper soil, right? You have to have the proper planning to know what those seeds need to be able to really put in those roots and grow. 
So in life, that is us laying that groundwork for our goals and aspirations. So we need to be able to understand what is it that we're preparing for to really get to our goals and aspirations. So maybe you would hire a coach. Maybe you need someone that can hold you accountable. Maybe you need to be reading up on some things to learn more about your craft. How are you laying that groundwork? Tip number two, seed of intentions. Okay, so with a garden, you choose your seeds wisely and it's based on your desired outcome. So when I was really early into my gardening, I didn't really know what what the hell I was doing. I was like, oh, that plant looks nice. And now, mind you, this really goes to show this isn't like cutting corners, but when you go to a nursery, you can already like have plants that are already planted and you just put them in the soil. That's what I was doing. And I could see the colors. I'm like, okay, I want this color. I want this color. I want this color. But when you actually choose the seeds, which is what I did last year, I had no idea what these cucumbers and tomatoes. And I think I um, planted, um, there was a different kind of oregano. I forgot what it was called, like white oregano or something. But anyway, I had no idea what it was going to look like. And so I was very intentional about how I wanted that raised bed to have a lot of vegetables, obviously tomatoes or fruit, but I really wanted to be able to say, I want to make a salad this year. I want to be able to have an abundant amount of cucumbers. So in life, we want to set those clear intentions and goals for our personal and professional growth. So we can't just say, oh yeah, I want to make a lot of money. Oh yeah, I want to um, be rich. Oh yeah, I want to um, look good. Like what are those seeds that we are intentionally planning? What is the clear intention of where we're going for that desired outcome? Tip number three is the patience and the growth. So this is where I was like done after the first year or two. I'm like, okay, I planted this. Like what's going on here? So in our garden, we have to understand that growth takes time. We have to be patient. We have to let the the plants sprout and mature. So when I think back to my grandmother's house, she bought this house back in like 1998. And I remember there was like one little tree in her backyard. And then over the course of 25 years of her living there, I mean, there were, there was like a trellis of flowers and there was a whole line of vegetables and a whole line of sunflowers. I mean, everything. And she planted this, but tended to it and would care for it year round, obviously in the wintertime, because she was, um, you know, mid-Atlantic. So of course it gets cold, but I mean, she would know, okay, this is not planting time. This isn't harvest time. This isn't, you know, all of the things. So you have to have the patience. So in life, we have to embrace that journey and we have to recognize that personal development is a gradual process. It's not a linear process. We might take a few steps back. We might go down. We might go up. We might, you know, but it's, it's, it's a gradual process. And think about that in relation to um, if you get a, a pet when they're a, a baby, you know, a puppy or a kitten, or if you have a child and you watch these developmental milestones, you can't just jump to, okay, you're out of the womb and now you're ready to like pay bills. Like that's not how life works. So you have to embrace that patience and growth. Tip number four is weeding out negativity. So I love this analogy because when we are gardening, it is a pain in the ass to remove weeds. I mean, a pain in the ass. And then you get frustrated because after you put in all that work to pull the weeds, the weeds come right back. And you're like, oh my God. Like, can you just, and one year I was fed up. Listen, I tried to, I tried to shortcut it. I was spraying weed killer down and I was killing the damn plants too. I'm like, what? 
wait, what? So when we think of that with gardening, you have to think about that in your life. So how are you eliminating these negative influences and habits that hinder your personal growth? Maybe you're in an environment where there are a shit ton of weeds, i.e. toxic people, toxic environments, toxic living. You've got to weed all of that out. You've got to weed the negativity out because nothing is going to grow if there are tons of weeds surrounding you. And then on top of it, sometimes weeds wrap around plants. And that plant is trying to just push through, but it can't because the weed is just getting tighter and tighter. And that's the same thing with eliminating that negativity in your life. So keep in mind, what can you weed out in terms of your negativity that is surrounding you? Maybe it's yourself. You know, maybe you really need to get in a better headspace and start loving yourself and being internally happy with where you are. And even if you don't feel it, you can start somewhere because there's always something to be grateful for. Tip number five is nourishment and care. Okay, so as we know, a garden needs proper and adequate water, sunlight, nutrients, all those things, just like us. We need water, food, sleep, you know, the basic needs, the bottom Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Well, it's the same thing in life. We have to be able to take care of our physical and our mental health. There's no way that you can live a fruitful, healthy, happy, fulfilling life if you are severely overweight and have massive health problems and your brain is just not working well because of the mental health issues you have to be well-rounded in giving your body the nutrients giving your mind uh you know the mental push-ups and strengths you need to really give you that nourishment and care all right what tip am i on one two three four five six tip number six adaptation to change All right. So this is a big one. How do we pivot? So With gardening, we have to adjust gardening practices with seasonal changes. So just like a garden has seasons, we have seasons. So we have to be resilient. And it's the name of the show. In the face of life's inevitable up and down, ups and downs, I should say. So for me, I love the summer because it's warm. I'm always in a good mood. The sun goes down later. Um, I love just sipping a nice cold glass of white wine, like on the deck and just taking it all in as the sun's going down. I mean, it's, it's my favorite time of the year. I have a harder time in the winter time. So I'm a, I'm a, a winter baby. Actually, this episode, I'm recording it two days before my birthday, but it's dropping the end of January and there's snow on the ground. Uh, we woke up with no water, but first we thought our uh, pipes were frozen, but they're not. There's a water main break on our street and it's just not fun. You know, I don't, I don't love the cold. I don't love the sun going down early. It's hard, but this is the season of life. So instead of me hating this time of the year, like I used to, instead of me being negative about how much it costs to you know, have a great Christmas and holiday season and birthdays and this, that, and the third, I'm embracing it in a way of how do I shift and adapt my mindset to enjoying quarter four, enjoying the seasonal shifts in my life's garden, if you will. As a matter of fact, I um, was really determined to have an indoor garden during the winter because I still want to be able to practice the art of gardening, even though it's not nice outside. You know, I don't have the the luxury of living in a a warm climate year round. 
So adaptation to change is tip number six. So we're halfway there, almost halfway there, guys. Tip number seven is harvesting rewards. Who doesn't love a reward, right? So in gardening, we enjoy the fruits of our labor. So when I was going outside and I was like, oh my gosh, there are five cucumbers. There's six tomatoes. There's three eggplants. It felt good because I know two months prior, I planted this and I tended to it and I nurtured and cared for it. What's the same thing in our lives? More than often, I find Black women, women of color, we are always on the go. We're always in survival mode. We don't really take the time to celebrate our achievements or milestones in a way that really is kind to ourselves. When I earned my doctorate, my youngest daughter was like a year and a half. And I just remember, I still remember this. It was the stress of flying up to Boston because I got my doctorate at Northeastern and I live in Maryland. So flying up to Boston for the actual ceremony making sure we had the hotels booked, making sure that everybody had what they need in terms of just, you know, traveling with the family stressful, getting to the actual ceremony, then celebrating with a dinner afterwards, then checking out of the hotel, then getting back. I mean, I don't really think, I think the only time I really celebrated that was the second I heard them say, Dr. Lauren McClenney Rosenstein. And I shook the hand of the Dean and I got my diploma. I mean, yeah, that was great, but I don't think I really basked in it. And, but I'm, but I'm basking more in the eggplants and the cucumbers because I actually went through all of the process of seeing where this could go, but not acknowledging that with myself, with my achievements. So that is definitely an area of growth for me. I really do need to celebrate myself more. And so do you, because it's important for us to pat ourselves on the back. We do a lot and we're very resilient, but we have to be, we have to be our number one fan too. All right. Tip number seven is diversity in planting. So this is huge. So as a former special educator, I'm all about diversity. Not every child learns the same. Not every person takes in information the same. Not every plant is the same. So we have to be able to cultivate a diverse range of plants for a vibrant and resilient garden. So I learned this lesson a while ago. Some plants need less shade. Some plants need a lot of sun. Some plants don't need to be watered every single day. Some plants need to be pruned more frequently than others. And that's okay. And in life, we have to be able to embrace the diversity in our experiences, in our relationships, and to have the perspective for a richer life. And I don't just mean money rich. I mean wealth in health, wealth in mindset wealth in relationships, wealth and what is prosperous to you aside from money making the world go round. What is that Wu-Tang song, cream, <laughs> cash rules everything around me. <laughs> so we want to have diversity in what it is we're planting. I'm losing track, guys. I think this one's eight. Tip eight is weather in the storms, all right? So when there would be those summer thunderstorms and heavy rains, I was a little worried about my veggies. I'm like, oh, ah, is it gonna, is it gonna drown my vegetables? You know, am I gonna be able to get what I need still? And without fail, I go back outside and I talk to my little guys and they were strong and healthy and resilient. And that is life for us. How do we weather the storms? How do we come back from those challenges and those setbacks? How do we, again, going back to harvesting our rewards, When we have those weathered storms, we still need to be able to pat ourselves on the back too. 
So think about that. If the garden can, can stay, you know, standing still and still thrive in that weathering of the storm, we can do that too in our lives. Tip nine, continuous learning. So with the garden, you have to learn with your successes and failures. So instead of me, you know, throwing out these plants because I didn't water it enough or maybe I was watering it too much. Maybe I needed to learn more about the, uh, um, the impatience that I had. And gosh, I remember my grandmother said, yeah, these plants are very, very finicky. And so I remember I had to be very patient with my impatience. And it was so funny because I would water it. It, and this is like in the dead of summer, you know, 90 degrees. I'd water it first thing in the morning. It was like, you know, 70 degrees. The sun wasn't really beaming and it looked perky. And I'd come home or go outside in the afternoon and this plant would be like dead. It looked dead. I mean, just like depressed, dead. And if this were me two, three years ago, I would have been like, damn, I would have thrown it out. But then I text my grandmother and I send her a picture and she's like, oh, it's not dead. It's probably either has too much water or you need more water. And so I kept this plant probably for a good eight to 12 weeks and I nurtured it and I pruned it and I would give it water and I would, I would have it, you know, sit under some sun in a few hours. It would perk up. I mean, it was the most amazing thing and it was continuous learning. I had the successes and I had the failures, but instead of me just throwing in the towel, I was like, I'm going to really, really take time to get to know this plant and talk to it. Maybe it'll tell me what it needs. Well, it's the same thing with life. You want to approach life as this growth mindset. You want to view these challenges as opportunities. There's always an opportunity in a positive and something that feels negative at the time, but we just don't see it because we're in the thick of it. Tip number 10 is to prune for growth. So as I just talked about prior to, we are pruning, we are pruning. We have to encourage healthy growth. So it's almost like when you get your hair cut, you want to trim off all the dead ends so then your hair can grow faster because if you don't, the split ends will just keep going up. Same thing with your garden. I have a rose bush in front of our house and it just wasn't, it wasn't as full as I'd liked it to be. My grandmother was like, you got to prune, got to put back. So when I did, it started growing. And then she gave me a tip talking about um, garlic water, spraying garlic water on the leaves. So these animals or not animals, these bugs wouldn't chew in at the leaves because I guess that kind of stunted some of the growth. So it was great. I was doing my continuous learning and I was pruning and I saw the growth happen. So in life, we want to be able to prune the things that no longer serve us. Perhaps that friend group that you had X amount of years ago or at that time in your life served you at that point, but maybe it doesn't now. Maybe, you know, you walked into therapy for X reason and you feel like you have overcome that reason. Maybe you need to prune back on that therapy session or that therapist. And that doesn't mean that you are writing off people, you are just kind of feng shuiing your life. I don't need this anymore. Maybe I'll need this later. Maybe I'll rearrange some things. So we really want to be able to prune for growth because even when we cut out things, it leaves more space for other things to come in our lives. Um, actually, I think this one might be 12. I think I said last was 10. I think that was 11. So this one's 12. S sustainability. So in our garden, we have to adapt to sustainable practices for that long-term garden health. So again, there are so many ways to pivot to understand how do we make this sustainable? How do we have this be 
something that can nourish, sow, grow, and thrive for the whole season of spring to summer and going a little bit into fall. Well, it's the same thing in life. So we make choices that contribute to a sustainable and fulfilling lifestyle. So how are you doing that? Are you hydrating every day? Are you eating proper foods every day? Are you getting adequate sleep? Are you garbage in, garbage out, putting in negative thoughts, surrounding yourself with negative people, watching negative TikToks and reels on Instagram, or are you doing the opposite? Are you fueling yourself with positive things? Are you contributing to your sustainability in your relationships, in your business, in your motherhood, in being a high achieving woman, right? So we want to think about what is sustainable for the long run. We want to think about this is a marathon, not a sprint. And then, of course, the last tip I can tell you in the metaphor garden of life is to cultivate joy. So in gardening, you want to surround yourselves. Like I think back to my grandmother's garden. I mean, it was beautiful. It was always nice being in her backyard, having a cookout. You just were surrounded by beautiful plants and the plants just made you feel good. And it made her feel good because she invested in the time or the sowing and the growing for them to thrive. And so in life, how can we seek and cultivate joy in our relationships? How do we live in the moment? We want to be able to live in the moment, but still plant for the abundance down the road. So we want to be grateful for what we have, but grateful for what's to come. So we still want to be able to cultivate that joy. So I hope you found these 13 tips of the gardening of life um, fruitful, helpful for you. Um, I really believe that this has changed my mindset on how I approach life. I cannot wait to grow a garden this upcoming summer because I, it really helped me with my scarcity versus abundant mindset. I was able to tell myself, there's enough, there's plenty here. And on top of it, I can give away. And that's not something that we typically do unless we're taught to do it. And it felt good. It felt good to say, I grew this and I'm giving cucumbers away. I grew this and I'm giving tomatoes away. I grew this and I'm going to make an eggplant Parmesan to share with my family. I mean, it just felt good. So for those of you out there, if this episode resonated with you, if you're new, please hit that subscribe button on wherever you get podcasts and on the YouTube channel. I would love for your feedback your support, any questions you might have. I love connecting with the audience and with people in general. Definitely an extrovert over here. And um, for my high achieving black women with ADHD or signs and symptoms of ADHD, I highly recommend you check out my Serenity Suite. It is a five um, workbook document bundle pack. And I created these with love. These are things that I have experience myself, tools that I have felt that have helped me that I know have helped clients. So you can click that link in the show notes and that bundle is $17. So I hope you find that helpful. If you loved hearing what I had to say, if you are a, um, a frequent listener and you are interested in learning more about my services, my coaching services, I highly recommend that you click the discovery link for coaching. If you are a parent or interested in learning more about my educational therapy services, make sure you click that discovery call link because those are two separate services in regards to my expertise. Educational therapy is more ADHD coaching for students and or Orton-Gillingham methodology intervention versus ADHD or signs and symptoms of ADHD coaching is for more of my women of color 
who are high achieving and really just wanting to regulate their nervous system and live a more fulfilling life. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode, and I will see you all next week. Thank you for joining us this week on the Resilience Unlimited show. Be sure to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. See you next week, divas. And don't forget, stay resilient.